0: Hey, this is Dom from Vent, you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things.
1: This is Sergio Anello of the Early November, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know
2: Things. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura.
0: Good morning, afternoon, and evening to
2: you all. We are joined here for this very special bonus episode by Dave Elkins and Jacob Marshall of the band May. Gentlemen, how are you this morning? Good
3: morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, it is uh. It is 9.44 a.m. where they are, in Nashville, Tennessee, or right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. It's 10.44 a.m. here in the suburbs of Philadelphia, and we're ready and rolling for a uh, fantastic uh, interview with you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time.
3: Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, It's
2: a pleasure. Oh, thank you, guys. We, the pleasure is all, all uh, I can't talk. We're just going to skip that. <laughs> the pleasure is all ours. <laughs> thank you. Sam picks me up. We just did a full hour and 45-minute episode before this, so I'm a little tongue-tied. Uh- <laughs> My voice is hurting, but thank you, uh, but thank you, guys. so if you could really quick, for the folks that don't know may um storied history been around for a very long time. We've listened to you for a very long time. um, I started in two thousand three, Sam probably oh four right right behind right, you, right, yeah. right behind me um, so could you just introduce a little bit about yourselves and what you do with the with the band
3: uh yeah, uh, this is Dave, and um I am. Uh, sort of uh, singer-songwriter for the band. Um, I met Jacob, who he'll introduce himself, in just a second when we were both in college um, at Old Dominion in Norfolk, Virginia, back in, I guess, 2000. And um, we connected over our love of music and um, art and a number of other things. And uh, we started... Our band um, back then, and I've just been singing and songwriting for May as often as I can. I play guitar, I uh, play a little bit of anything if it if I can do it justice um, for for the band when the time comes. But primarily, I I
4: sing and play a little guitar for the
3: band.
2: Jacob.
4: Yeah. So my name is Jacob Marshall, and uh, I play drums primarily. gotten to play a little bit of piano along the way, and. Um you know it's been such a an incredible journey to reflect on you know Dave was talking before the interview started just about how it's been you know right around a decade since we put out our last full length record and so just being here and being creative together in this space is reawakening all of these incredible memories and you know, just reminding us of what a gift it is to be creative and to share creativity and to see what happens when that creativity goes out into the world and you know, affects someone and, and touches someone's life and becomes part of someone's life. And that's really the the great gift I think that we get is to hear a story uh, like the one you just told us about you know, seeing us at World Cafe and, and you know, how that Music became a part of your life, and so that's that's why we do what we do.
2: I think I need to reach for the tissues, guys.
0: Yeah, you I mean, already struck the chord right off in the beginning, Jacob. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was that was deep. and beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful.
0: <laughs> now, were, were you guys um, self-taught musicians, or did you guys actually get 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 taught?
3: Uh, my um, my dad took me over to uh, a friend of his. When I was in middle school, who uh, had a studio and was a drummer in a band that my dad was in when they were both high school, college age, and uh, I sat on the kit and started playing. Um, this is Dave, by the way, not the drummer, Jacob. <laughs> the band, <laughs> uh, I used to sit on the edge of my bed listening to you know bands like Nirvana and Soundgarden and Rage Against the Machine, Pearl Jam, and so many bands and I would just pretend I had a kit and I had pencils and I would just kind of play the kit. So finally one day when my dad took me over to his friend's studio and I sat behind the kit. I remember my dad just told me the story recently, actually. He said that his friend was like, how long has your son been playing the drums? And my dad said, well, he's never, he's never even played.
5: Um,
3: (laughs) (laughs) I had just dreamt about it and pretended my way to where I was actually you know, figuring out how to make my my legs move differently from my arms. And um, so my dad bought me a drum set about two months later. And uh, then I was in a band immediately. And then when that band broke up, I joined another band and played bass. And when that band broke up, I joined another band and played guitar. And I personally have always just kind of played the instrument that was um, – missing from, like, the, you know, like the, like, the full band equation, and, um, my, my, uh, grandparents bought me my first acoustic guitar, and they bought me a chord book, and, uh, I taught myself a few chords and wrote a song, like, within a week, and, um, it wasn't a very good song, that's for sure, <laughs> but, um, I've just always kind of been ready to express with music, even before I knew how to, um, so...
5: I, I don't have any lessons. I think I should take a few. I think that'd be helpful. But uh, <laughs> it, um, it's it's uh, it's
3: sort of more the passion for music that has kind of pulled me up to to learn something on an instrument. If I if I'm unfamiliar with it.
2: Now you guys said that you met in college, um, but uh, I also believe that that is where the band name kind of came from. Is that true? Oh yeah. Could you just kind of tell that story cuz it's a fantastic play on words and I love it. I need to know the origins.
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um when we were in college, Dave was starting to study music and in, in the music business, I believe. Um sort, kinda, of. sort of. Yeah, on my own terms.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, this this can get super nerdy, but it's uh it's It really, at its essence, comes down to um, curiosity about the human experience of beauty. And so there's a a way that you can go to school, and I didn't know this um, until I started asking some questions, but if you're really curious about something that doesn't fit neatly into one of the pre-described boxes, you can actually create your own major by combining different classes from different uh, disciplines. Mm -hmm. And so what I was super interested in is why we as humans experience beauty and why it's so profound. And I had had an experience um, inside of kind of a deep time of prayer and meditation that was beyond anything I could explain. And it involved color and sound and scent and... um, temperature and texture and and all of my senses uh, were engaged in this experience of extraordinary beauty and harmony and I wanted to know what had happened to me and I wanted to kind of understand it scientifically and philosophically and um, artistically and so I was able to work with someone in the music department and someone in the mathematics department and uh, actually create a degree program uh, studying what's called aesthetic theory, or the, the theory of beauty. Uh, but instead of just kind of looking at it from the lens of one of those disciplines, I was able to kind of look at it from the vantage point of, of all of the disciplines. And it was really in kind of seeing this one central um, issue or question that I was curious about from many different vantage points uh, that became kind of a, uh, a, a way of, looking at the world. And I think, um, you know, over the course of that program, they had a a really cool uh, way of engaging undergraduates in in research. Um, And so they had a little grant program and we applied for the grant uh, and and were awarded the grant and actually did two years of of research on the relationship between color and sound. And so if you can think of how harmony works in in music imagine kind of extending that into the language of your other senses so if you could do a chord and that chord included not only sounds but also colors of light and a scent you know how would you how would you build an experience of beauty and artistry uh that kind of tapped into all of the senses and so that was that was um you know, informed by a lot of different artists throughout time who have been exploring kind of different facets of that question. Uh, if you look at an artist like Kandinsky, the painter, uh, he was really the first one to um, kind of paint a painting that didn't include an object, right? So he's a very famous uh, painter. He's, he's credited for, for starting abstract art. And uh, if you really read into his writings and kind of what he was trying to do, he was trying to paint his experience of music,
0: Oh, that's fascinating. And,
4: um, yeah, and so there's this beautiful kind of tapestry um, woven through the history of art of people who've been trying to kind of explore these boundaries between the senses. And so the vision from the, the beginning and, and kind of what we got really inspired by was this idea of how could we create a multisensory aesthetic experience, which is, is where – The band name came from, and then we've just kind of woven that um, ideology into different kinds of uh, experiences throughout, you know, our our history. Whether it was like having the the voice, uh, you know, introduce you to the record of the Everglow and say that there was a a painting to match every song, and you know, we did scented uh, CDs for the the morning, afternoon, and evening trilogy, and you know, we had a, a storm in one of our concerts, and we do 3D projection, and even recently, uh, we got to do a concert to close out the Forbes 30 Under 30 Summit in Jerusalem uh, about a year and wow. a half ago, and we played and created the first uh, large-scale synchronized virtual reality experience where we put 600 people into virtual reality and performed a song where the sound became light and surrounded everybody and so you know as technology's kind of caught up um, in a way with artistic vision you know we've found some of these new tools that are kind of uh, coming to life or giving us a way of expressing a vision that's like 20 years old at this point
2: i think half of our audience just applied to old dominion <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: that you you should see the size of the smiles on our faces as you're telling that story yeah we knew you guys were deep but whew, that, mind blown that was awesome No, you, you prefaced it with, with, uh, it was a little nerdy, but I, I disagree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was was freaking fascinating. I really wish I was at that Jerusalem concert. (laughs) I'll tell you that. Uh, man,
4: we're, we're, so part of what we want to do with this next phase of, of the band is take that experience, um, you know, into these smaller settings, you know, it's hard to get a really intimate experience like that, um, you know up to a mass mass scale mm-hmm. and so we've actually we've actually gone even deeper with it um we built a partnership with one of the top neuroscientists in the world a guy at stanford named david eagleman and david hosted pbs's series on the brain like he's he's fantastic uh thinker and he built this vest that has all of these sensors in it it's called a haptics vest you build these algorithms that translate music into vibrations across your body so that if, you know, you're deaf, for example, you could actually feel music in a new way through your skin. And um, and so um, I met him at a dinner uh, about a year ago, and he got really excited about what we'd done in Jerusalem and uh, gave me two of the prototypes for his vest. And so we are actually the first artists to, to have this vest, and we've been placing people – inside of, like, the recorded version of that piece of music we did in Jerusalem. It's called Light. And so now, if you can imagine an experience where you are hearing music, you're seeing it come to life as light in virtual reality, but you're also feeling it move across your body as vibrations, then there's a moment of fragrance that happens and even a moment of wind. And so, you know, it's about a four-minute piece, and uh, a lot of people come out of it, like, weeping. Like it's, it's a very, um, it's a very powerful experience to have your whole body kind of engaged in that way. And it's, it's not something, you know, still a lot of people have not experienced a virtual reality experience and, um, and, you know, so that happens, people come out and then we've basically been capturing their responses, like getting them to just take a moment and, and write a reflection. And we've been able to take this all over the world, taking it to Jordan. We, we put Bedouins in the deserts of Jordan inside of this experience and had them respond to it. It's been in South America. We took it to Japan when we played concerts over in Japan uh, in September. Um, you know, and, and so just kind of and, – and finally, actually, we were able to take it to the United Nations in September. got invited to, to be the artists in residence there when all the world leaders gathered And just like take people through this experience and then see how they respond and um you know just it's it is fascinating to see how similar you know our responses are to something that is extraordinary beauty regardless of the stories that we come from you know like our cultures are so different from from other people around the world but you know, our, our kind of thesis coming into this or the thing we would imagine is that we actually do have more in common uh, with people than we have that divide us, right? And so if we can create a mechanism like an experience like this that you know allows someone to kind of have it in common with somebody else and then reflect in their own language what they think about it or what they feel or how they respond, what it conjures for them and to place that to their own words – you know the 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 insight of of that reflection and then reading somebody else's reflection you know especially if you think of that person as your enemy and all of a sudden you see that they've written something you know equally beautiful or in that same kind of category of of language it's like it's profound it's a really special thing so the the journey lives on
2: and and it's funny because you said that sometimes people would kind of walk out of there and was weeping. And, you know, I worked at a del- deli for 12 years. The only time people weeped is when we chopped the onions. So your story <laughs> is much, much better. Uh, I'm, that's yeah. really cool that you get to live the and, and and be a part of these fantastic experiences for not only you, but for, I can't I'm, I'm imagine, countless others who get to experience this. So again, not only how cool that is to hear about, but thank you for being involved in that.
4: thank you for for saying that like it's you know it is a gift just to even be sitting here in this room with somebody who i love and am inspired by you know his creativity and to be talking to you and and sharing this story it's like you know at the end of the day it really does come back to just being present in and celebrating our connections Mm -hmm. yeah
2: now i remember uh I believe it was about a few years ago. Um, I've tuned into Facebook one day and I see Facebook live and there you guys are doing a live practice. Do you remember Sh- doing that? Sure. Yeah. What? yeah. What, what was that like and how'd you get that idea?
3: <laughs> That's probably somebody telling us that we need to be more active on social media. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it, it worked. It did, did work. work for, I sat uh, there for an hour just like, oh. we
3: being started in 2001. Like late two thousand and one, we probably played our first show. Two thousand and three, our first record comes out. This is before MySpace and Facebook and Instagram and any sort of sort of you know way to uh, share stories live in the moment and uh, Twitter, etc. And our band was taking our break by 2010, 2011. and so. I guess what you're thinking of uh, us doing a rehearsal on Facebook Live was probably us doing some rehearsing and getting excited that we're about to play some shows.
2: It and, was yeah, it was before the tour that you did with Constellations recently.
3: Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we uh, we we uh, are we're we're not like uh, you know old men that have no idea what's going on in, in this, <laughs> this social media world, but our band existed before YouTube. Yeah. And so, or, you know, started before YouTube. And um, and so some of these things are very obvious to, you know, all these other artists and, and like, a, a younger generation of, of bands, musicians, creatives. And uh, for us, it's more of like, oh, yeah, that Facebook Live thing works. We should probably take one of our phones out. And shoot for a second let people know that we're playing some shows pretty soon and uh, you know we get excited when um we're just in the space with each other and the the creativity starts to ignite and uh, kind of flow through all of us and if we take that a step further and we're able to show our audience you know through social media what's going on behind the scenes i think it's I've always been uh, excited to, you know, watch the the making of the documentaries of, of certain albums that I love, or documentaries of um, some of my favorite artists, bands. You know, it didn't have to be music related; it could be other um, artistic form. But um, I love seeing that stuff. It it kind of helps me relate to the creatives as as regular humans like they truly are like we truly are and I think that is um, something that um, always kind of sticks out in 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 uh, like my estimation of May of course I'm inside of of May so I might be a little biased or I might be a little um, I might not be the right person to ask but I feel like we're just You know, we love art. We love connection. We love relationship. We love each other. We love humans, but we're just normal people. And um, if you can get behind the curtain of what we're up to, then we like to show that and kind of encourage that. You know, the same way that I, I personally never had a musical lesson growing up. um, Creativity is within all of us, and um, it's important to recognize. That Just because um, it's not your profession, you know, or if it is, uh, either way, uh, we all have creativity inside of us that uh, just wants to get out, and um, if we can kind of inspire by saying, hey, this is just us in a rehearsal, kind of doing our thing, kind of getting ready for what you might see on a stage in a venue in, in the upcoming weeks, then I hey. think it's just another way to connect us all.
2: Yeah, I think as a fan, being able to go inside that a it little gets, bit. It
0: gets us excited.
2: You know, we, we are we are on the opposite side that you guys are on. So to be able to just get a little bit of a glimpse into that world is special to us because we get to see the mistakes that are made. And when you have to stop a song halfway through and restart, just little things like that that you It'll don't remind get. us
0: that we're human. Right. You know,
5: yes.
0: <laughs> now, I, I mean, Greg and I, we, we were lucky enough to, to see you guys on the goodbye. Good night tour with we, we got to meet, you know, terrible things when winter drive to hear new music and obviously, it was, a, it was a great show, but you guys took the time afterwards to kind of sit down, meet with fans, sign the, that's when the evening came out, the DVD. I just thought that was awesome. You guys got the, you know, we got to meet you, and it was awesome. Oh, cool. Thank you.
2: Now, you uh, on that tour that you recently did with Constellations, you played a song on that tour for, that we never, ever thought we'd hear live, and you played Just Let Go, um, and that is probably our top two or three favorite easy easy top three favorite May songs of all time we never thought we'd hear that live so I guess the question that kind of goes from there would be what other songs or what's the most requested song you guys have to play live
3: what is the most requested May song live oh by the way Zach just joined us yes
2: awesome Zach nice to meet you
3: did you shower yeah it looks like (laughs) A cup of coffee in his hand. <laughs> and he's he's an early riser, so it's not like that's funny.
1: Like... I was awake. I just didn't. I just stayed in bed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we all have those days. It's okay.
1: Andy just came in and said, "They're in the studio." Like, should I go over? I guess I should go over there. Well,
3: answer <laughs> the, the first question. Do you have any idea what the most requested may song might be?
0: Maybe like soundtrack for our yep. movie or
3: very. Yeah, it's Lane. This song is yeah. off of Destination Beautiful, which is like a 6-8 kind of... Or B-Sides, right? Yeah, Destination um, yeah. B-Sides. Sorry, it's on Destination B-Sides, and it's like a 6-8 sort of... It's like jazz. Sort <laughs> like of? Like, like, it's not yeah, want jazz. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to insult jazz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think it's... Uh, It's a song that over the years, uh, people who've come to our shows that are guitar players will show us that they know how to play that song. Mm. I remember writing that song when I was 18 or 19. So uh, that was early... I mean, that was half my life ago. And um, I was... uh, It was... um, There was something about the progression that was new to me at the time. And uh, it... um, and it, yeah, I guess it is. It's like one of the more requested May songs. Um, over the years, we kind of have almost played our entire catalog mm-hmm. So uh, live. There are still a few songs out there that we never played live. When you talk about Just Let Go, actually, that is the song from the album Singularity mm-hmm. that uh, we've played the most live.
2: Really? Um, yeah, so chances
3: are you might see that song again if if you come out to a May show in the future.
2: I mean, we'll
0: be there. Oh, we'll <laughs> definitely be there if you're coming to Philly. Nice.
3: <laughs>
0: no, when, uh, we, we, when we saw you at Constellations, it was funny, Greg and I. We happened to, you guys were playing live, and we happened to look over. We see this gentleman. Well, we we thought, look, just like you, Dave. Any chance that that was like, your, we thought that maybe that was your father seeing you guys? We always thought that. I just thought maybe it might we, have been. We
2: just think you have a doppelganger out there that goes to all the May shows and stands in the corner and just bobs his head. But he in looked Philly. in Philly. In he Philly. looked identical yeah. to you.
3: I never saw this guy. My dad was not at the show.
2: You don't have I'm a twin not. brother. You, okay. Okay. you okay. Might, <laughs> might not know about.
3: Well, during Constellations, I was playing. Oh, that's right, bass. Yeah, with them. Right. So yeah. That was in January. Yeah, I was. I was on stage playing bass with them during that that
2: show. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd like to meet that guy. <laughs> it if was Take I wish, like, I wish I took a picture. It was during your set, and we look over to our right, and there's this guy. It was <laughs> probably yeah. five eight, and he just looks identical to you. He's just bobbing his head, singing along, and we're like, that could literally pass as his twin brother or father. So we just, wow, <laughs> we've always wanted to say it to you. Yeah. But we've probably waited for about two years to say that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> interesting well how did you guys you know i guess rewinding even far like a little bit back it's the most recent releases is morning afternoon and evening you guys released a song per month well not the most recent love is a painted picture but still you know what i mean um yeah. how did you come about with that idea of releasing a song per month for what eventually would become morning afternoon and evening we had just gotten out of the deal with, with Capitol and we we were free agents. Mm-hmm. We definitely learned to exploit the
1: fact that we could do anything we wanted. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Yeah, it's, nice. a, it's a unique idea. I liked it a lot. It was, it was something to look forward to every month as opposed to just one bulk kind of experience to get that. It was, okay, I got it. I'm looking forward to the next release.
1: It was a challenge for us, too, to find something that motivated us to do at that point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We were kind of, you know, in the wake of everything that had changed recently in the 2007 and 2008, we just didn't really have it in us to just make a record and put it out. So we had to kind of apply our, apply ourselves in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that was the, cause it was also in line with this kind of large scale charity effort we made all year. Mm-hmm. So each of the songs and, and the money raised from those songs were um, donated to particular charities that we chose throughout the year. So it's kind of a more, a lot behind the decision to do so and the st- strategy to kind of do a month-by-month month kind of thing.
0: I do have to say, I absolutely love the Fisherman song. It's one of my favorite songs you guys do. Have you guys ever played that live? Because it's it's such a long song. Yeah, we have. Um, and that might be another one of the more requested May songs.
3: That's true. Um, yeah. We played it, in fact...
0: Uh... You, you didn't play it in Philly for us last time. He's <laughs> he's He's so, he's so sad. We played a few more shows with Constellations um,
3: in, but uh, March? And we did play it then. Um,
0: it's it's such a beautiful song.
3: It's, so I didn't have to, like, shoulder the guitar load. There's a lot of guitar work on yeah. that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And Zach always is looking forward to and also stressed out a little bit by uh, a seven-minute-long song. Yeah. That, right? <laughs> guitar parts. <laughs> It is quite a a musical journey the story is a journey all all of its own but musically it's a whole lot of fun to play and as soon as you kind of get comfortably lost in one particular kind of movement in that song it'll switch on you and give you another you know minute or two to kind of um, relax into a a different musical
2: moment um but yeah we do play fisherman's song uh we, have, we haven't played it too, too many times over
3: the years, but we definitely
2: have played it. Well, a actually, time. actually, to piggyback off that answer, um, now you did mention a few minutes ago, you do kind of try to get your entire catalog out there, at least over the years, but you said, you know, maybe we should try to get that one out there a little bit more. Are there is there a song or any songs that really didn't make it into the set list as much as you wish that they did, maybe looking back on it? Maybe Reflections?
3: Yeah.
4: We so- started to play that.
3: At the at the end, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yep, reflections off singularity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, over and over. Mm. On afternoon. On afternoon, mm-hmm. which is we've never played that one, have we? No, yeah, we have. Remember, we played it uh, in Philly, and that's how we connected it to uh, Faith George Michael. had just passed. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, we, yeah remember we remember that. 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 was awesome.
2: I took a video of that. I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't have. <laughs> <okay. It's> <laughs> I didn't, po- I didn't post it on social media. I, I promise. All rights reserved, May 2013, I
5: promise. I'm also, The Cure.
1: The
2: Cure. Mm, yeah, I like that song. We, we, we have not played that one live in front of people yet. And uh, it's been on those early e- set list emails that we send to each other when we're kind of putting our next four set list together. Mm-hmm. So I would love to play The Cure. Um, awesome, a song I recently fell re in love with. You know, whenever we have a guest on, obviously I'm going to do the prep work, but we're going to listen to the catalog. And you have a obviously a wide catalog. And as I'm going through and I put it on my shuffle, I'm at work the other day and Home comes on off a of Singularity, and I nice. must I must have hit repeat twelve times. Wow! <laughs> cool. I, had, I sent it to Sam as a matter of fact. I said, uh, totally forgot about it. Absolutely one of my favorite May songs now. It is so good.
0: And I just one-worded, yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, there, is a, cool there is a... about that song. Yeah. Uh,
4: recently, we... Um, Zach and I came down and spent some time uh, with Dave here in Nashville. And Dave had an idea to try to do, um, you know, a really unique experience around this last Eclipse, Mm. And I don't yep. I remember, but the, the, the eclipse was kind of like there's certain parts of the country where you could see the whole, you know, they called it totality. Yeah. Ten- to the path of totality? I Tennessee was
2: the place where you could see it at its peak the most.
4: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we we're just like, well, what if, what if we did, you know, a really unique experience um, for a small group of fans, you know, here in Nashville around that uh, event? And so we got about 40 fans, um, bought tickets to a two-day experience uh, we hosted at the studio we were working at. Um, and uh, it included, like, watching a short film together um, about this experience that astronauts have when they see the Earth from the vantage point of space. It's called the overview effect. It's kind of this profound perspective shift that they have of seeing our home uh, from that vantage point, and we did a uh, an acoustic concert there in the space, like in the studio space, surrounded by these forty people. Uh, we captured that in virtual reality, actually. So that's going to be coming out, um, you know, alongside this next record. Uh, we worked with a top chef master to create a dinner experience themed around uh, the eclipse. We hosted people to the one-on-one experiences in virtual reality with the haptics vest and, you know, all that was an incredible evening. But the next morning we all met up at a park and Dave had uh, spent a lot of time, you know, during his years here in Nashville, like hiking in that park. It was a very special place uh, for him. And so he kind of mapped out this hike and we took these 40 fans up to a ridge in the park and looked out. And we did, uh, you know, a small acoustic set out there and, you know, kind of scored, you know, the the experience of the eclipse. And, you know, we're sitting there, you know, right at the, the moment where the last chord rings out, you know, totality hits. And there's this audible gasp that runs through everyone. And we're just kind of like, you can't even believe how stunning that experience was and profound it was. And we had, um, you know, this extraordinary uh, gift of of an astronaut there with us. We had an astronaut friend of ours named Ron Guerin uh, there with us, you know, and as soon as the sun started to come out on the other side of the totality, he told the story of what it was like to come home from space for the first time after being up there for six months on the international. He said he had this violent ride through the atmosphere. Like, he didn't know if they were going to make it. Their their chute deployed, and they kind of hit the ground in a really rough way. he said he looked out of the window, and three things were very clear to him. Uh, A blade of grass, he could see a rock, and he could see a little flower. And he just felt like this sigh of relief that... Oof, I'm home.
0: I made, I made it back.
4: Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's amazing. And, and, and he steps out of the capsule, and he realizes that they're in Kazakhstan. Mm. And so his oh, concept geez. of home had expanded from his city, you know, yeah. and from his country to actually be the whole earth, like that that feeling of, wow, I'm home. We're on a planet. We are. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. So, This sacred moment of being alive and and celebrating that aliveness in this universe, like in this present moment, like really hit him. And he told that story and everybody's crying and we've just had this profound experience. And then we played home to close that out Mm. and we filmed all of that in virtual reality. So when this next record comes out. Uh, we'll be able to kind of share that experience with you, and and you'll hear home in a way that you've, you've never heard
2: it before. Uh, we'll definitely check that out, believe us. I'm going to buy a virtual reality headset, and then it's just <laughs> tears are just going to come out of it, and it's going to break because it's waterlogged, and I'm going to ruin whatever device. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't believe it. That's really, really cool. It almost makes my like next questions trivial. Uh, uh, I guess to even bring that full circle is so he had the idea that home is the planet you guys as a traveling band for however long you've done it i mean you said since oh one you were around in 2003 your first record destination beautiful you've toured all over the world you've probably been able to call a lot of places home what are some of your favorite cities to tour in
4: that's a great question you know we've done over 1600 concerts on four continents um It's it's been the real gift uh, of our lives to experience music being a bridge that connects us to people and to cultures and to places all over the world. And um, you know, one of our most profound experiences as a band was the first time we went to Japan. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it was probably like 2004. It was the first time we went out of the country. And you know, if your first trip out of the country as a band is to England or even Australia, somewhere where English is the dominant language, <clears throat> um it, it's it doesn't quite have the same impact on you as going to a place where the entire culture, language, everything is so foreign. Yeah. Right? We do <laughs> to, to you know get to Tokyo and to have our first show there sold out you know, several hundred kids singing every word to every song.
0: That's got to feel amazing.
4: We didn't have a record out, you know? It was like they had all discovered us on the internet, and it was just kind of this incredible moment of realization that, you know, things were changing, you know, that, that culture was changing and evolving, and that we could connect with people in a way beyond language even, through the music. yeah. And, and have such a, an incredible experience of connection. And we go out and eat amazing food every night. So I would just say that you know, Japan has, has been an incredibly special place for us. So we've returned many times uh, throughout the years, and including most recently just last uh, September. So I'd say that's a place that, as foreign as it is, you know, has, has felt like home because of how welcomed we've been by the people and the culture.
2: Now, speaking of 2004, you kind of said that that's when that whole thing kind of started or took place. Uh, that's actually the first time I was lucky enough to see you guys. Um, it was August of 2004 at the TLA in Philadelphia with Waking Ashland. Uh, love Waking Ashland, so kudos to those guys and shout-outs to those guys. Ah. But uh, it, oddly enough, outside of Warp Tour 03 and 04, that was the first concert my parents let me go without them. <laughs> I was I was fifteen. And it was a big deal for and me. It was a big deal. I went with two friends, uh, Mike and Aaron, and uh, just stood there amazed. I bought uh, uh, the red shirt. It said May in black, and it had like a film reel on it. Um, yeah. I, s- I still have that shirt. If I'm not mistaken,
0: Greg actually I bought, bought you me a bought shirt. me a shirt from you guys, and it said May is for lovers. Yes, so, yeah, from '04.
2: Yeah. Um, that's how far Sam and I go back. We go back about 22 years uh, as friends. So. Yeah. We've experienced a lot of things together through music, through art, through friendship, uh, high school, grade school, everything. And it's, you know, your story of meeting through college, that kind of inspires us because, you know, after 20 years of knowing each other, we decided to dive in and do a podcast together where, you know, I studied it in college, but, um, we had never done anything like it before. And now 89 episodes later with the only Uh break being, Two months for me to get married was—it's uh, pretty special, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and for us to have interviewed the bands and the directors and the uh, actors, and now you guys, it is a very special thing for us. So just to to just bring that all full circle, you know, seeing you guys that night, I realized that that's where I wanted to be, and it was the only place I wanted to be at that time was in the TLA, watching that music by you happen, and you—you know—I <laughs> hate to get super deep on it, but Sam uh, and I have been to a hundred shows together, and Sam has seen me pretty emotional sometimes. I get get pretty emotional during shows sometimes, and you get caught up, and the reason I say that is you get caught up in a moment where you're standing somewhere, and unbeknownst to you, something happens where it strikes a chord in you, and your hair stands up on your arm, and you get the chills throughout your body, and you say, there's nowhere else I'd rather be in the world than right here, right now
4: yes 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 that is that is exactly it and that is why we do what we do is we've felt that too mm-hmm. and it's contagious mm-hmm. you know so if we can be a spark for that the whole point is watching that spark spread and and share that exact feeling with well, as many as possible
0: tr- trust us it's working <laughs> <laughs> now when, when, you, when you guys like play live do you guys like to play in a larger venue or are you like a small strip down
4: I think there's pros and cons to, to, to both or things that I love about both personally. I think um, you know, one of the powers of music is that melody can connect people in a way that's undeniable and, and very unique. You know, So when you think about a band playing in front of 20,000 people and they're all singing the same melody together, that feeling kind of being in that same vibration together is is insane yeah it's
0: gotta be euphoric euphoric
4: yeah and and we got to experience some some you know performances on that scale with weezer and the foo fighters and you know played in in um manila um in the philippines with journey and Katy perry actually um
2: that's awesome
4: yeah it it was a wild show you know, and there's like 30,000 people there. And that is insane. That's such an incredible experience. But some of the intimacy is lost, right? So that, that feeling of being able to be in a small room like we were with the 40 fans for the Eclipse show. And you're all, like, huddled together in this space. Like, you can't escape each other, Um you know as humans in a space and there's something really sacred and special that happens in that kind of proximity um, where instead of it being a crowd like it is a group of individual humans and you're kind of more aware of that so i think both of them have you know really kind of special dimensions and i'm glad we got to experience both
2: now now for everybody for all three of you Um, you know, this may be a loaded question, um, but feel free to answer it any way you, you feel necessary. Which record are you most proud of when you look back in your entire catalog? And if that's not the question you need to answer, maybe the one that means the most to you.
3: That's the one we're working on right now. (laughs) I love
2: it. (laughs) Awesome. I
3: mean, I'm, I'm personally certainly proud of, of the entire May catalog. Um,
0: as you should be. Damn right.
3: Well, uh, <laughs> but, you know, there there are songs that were written now going on, wow, 18 years ago, some of them. Whew. Tomorrow is the 15th anniversary of uh, uh, Destination Beautiful's release. It came out. February twenty fifth, two thousand and
0: three. You're making us all feel very old. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even thirty yet. Calm down.
3: <laughs> so of course, all those songs are written, you know, over fifteen years ago, right? And uh, some of them last, and and they're staples of our show, and have been. You know, those are the songs that we have played fifteen hundred times, hmm. and um, and and truthfully you know, I mean, how many of us have changed a little bit over the last 15 years? You know, hopefully all of us in, in large, you know, degrees if it's necessary. And, um, I think what we're working on right now, um, is, you know, we always find a way to personally self-express as often as we can through, through May songs. And, um, what we're working on right now is something that we're all very excited for people to hear, and it isn't even just a plug for some new main music. It's it's about the fact that it's been so long since we've been able to work on this much material, these many songs, and I think what we're striving for is, uh, you know, I'll say humbly that it's special and that. I'm just really grateful and excited that pretty soon people are going to know what we've been up to. And I think that um, this music is stretching us and um, challenging us to, you know, kind of get back into learning more about our instruments that we play and the music that we write and the lyrics that we write. And um, all that is, you know, May's always kind of accidentally uh, learned through our songwriting and our creative process more about ourselves and um, and sort of sometimes just about humanity as a whole. So right now, as we're in, in the middle of making a new record, I can already tell that for me, it, it'll, it'll be the thing that we're most proud of. And that's usually the case with most, I think, songwriters and, and artists is that they're they're excited and most proud of what they're working on now because it's, it's a continual challenge and rebirth to, to get into these places. And, and songwriting is very therapeutic. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, holding that mirror up to yourself and, and, and going through that bout of, you know, trying to be honest and, and reflective and yet try to put something out there that you aspire to become. Um, That's sort of where we're at right now in in the songwriting process. So you can't hear anything really today for the most part, but
2: um, I think that we'll be most proud of what we're working on right now. Yeah, we asked that question to almost everybody we have on the show, and everybody but one has said it's what we're working on right now. So uh, I totally feel that (laughs) vibe now. Pretty recently, you released Our Love is a Painted Picture that's available on your website now, so everybody go check that song out. Now, is that more of a one-off, or is that kind of the direction you're taking the sound for the new record? Can you talk a little bit about that?
3: What is it? Is it, is it a one I mean...
2: <laughs>
3: that song has uh, actually been out for over a year. Yeah. It came out on the day of last year. It's going to be um, on the new record.
2: Good. You played it. I believe you played it with Constellations live by yourself on stage.
3: Definitely did. And we and we uh, we played it more times and and got better at performing it. Uh, yeah. Soon after that, that was the first show we ever played
2: it live. I remember oh, that. Yeah, that's you awesome, said. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah. What do you think? Is it like?
2: I don't have any. I don't have anything to, to the, compare it to, though.
3: Sounding like or?
1: No. in as much as it's not too similar to their songs we have yes yeah. and as much as it's, a, it's on a May record mm. so,
3: like, you know, there's this like sort of um like sweet blend of organic and synthetic um in that song um as far as like the way that you'll have like an acoustic guitar and strings and and like vibraphone and organic instrumentation, and then also have a, uh, a vocoder on the on the vocal harmony, and um, you know digital electronic sounds kind of um, married well within organic sounds too. I think that's something that we're gonna you know see all the way through the record. But I think that our love is a painted picture will stand out on a May record as sort of being unique of a song on a record where you won't, you won't compare that one to another one on the same album. Um,
0: that's always good to we hear.
3: Started, when we first started collecting our songs and demos and kind of putting it all out there, I think we had this almost worry that we had material that covered too many different sonic scapes and genres even. And, uh, you know, will this all fit on the record and and be cohesive and make sense? And I don't think we're anywhere near feeling that now. But it's taken flushing these songs out and spending time in the studio and kind of listening to the demos, looking at each other, and being like, "Is this the right direction?" You know, that we're taking it in in this in this demo form. And um, we, uh, I don't know. I think this will just be our our most creative work that we've uh, that we've you know put together is May once once this album's done and I think that you know some of our um, family members and friends have heard some of the new songs that we've been working on and they say it sounds like May but it sounds
0: evolved maybe
3: refresh say again I'm sorry evolved evolved sure I mean. Yes, hopefully.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, now you, you said that you guys obviously been been touring all around the world for a lot of years. What are some of your favorite bands that you like touring with?
3: Uh, Jacob mentioned us being on tour with uh, Weezer and the Foo Fighters, and uh, that was back in 05 So that was you know 13 years ago almost. And um, I grew up when I was sitting on the edge of my bed pretending to play drums. Um, I was playing to the Blue Album by Weezer and the 1st Foo B-Fighters record, Uh, so it was a dream that I almost can only remember now as a dream, um, being able to share the stage with bands that were personal heroes, and some of my favorite songs growing up, you know, were written by people like Rivers Cuomo and Dave Grohl, and um, as far as bands that We've um, been able to take on the road with us um, over the years bands like Mute Math, uh, As Tall as Lions, um, Deer in the Headlights, uh, Days Away. Days
2: Away. Love Days Away. They're from Philadelphia.
3: Philadelphia yes. band. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Love Days singing. Away. They do good old, well, the lead singer did, uh, he does Good Old War now.
3: Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the drummer, too, uh,
2: oh, okay. Tim
3: Arnold, he was in Days Away. And uh, wasn't Good Old War took a break, that. and now he's back with Good Old War again.
2: They're phenomenal.
3: What other bands? Circus Survive. Circus Survive. Another, wow! Another
0: oh, that's band. that's awesome. I didn't expect that one. I
1: mean, yeah, we took out a band in Barcelona. Barcelona years ago. They're mm-hmm. from Seattle. Mm-hmm. I like them a whole lot, and they put out a record called What was that record called? The one I've been listening to a lot recently. That one is called. It's not the newest one, is it? Yeah, it yeah, is it's, the most recent one.
3: Mm-hmm. And what's it called? Let me look it up. Uh, something man. Like modern
4: man or something like that. Keep going. I, I don't want to... No, we <laughs> love Kenny. Totally. We well, have yeah, different uh, expressions, line, yeah.
3: personnel.
2: Um, personnel. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Gotta love Kenny. Yes. And yeah, great. Um, I actually... I was the um, music... I guess the music manager, if you will, of our college radio station. And I actually booked personnel and I went to a small university in Philadelphia and um, I booked personnel to play. And I was like, I get to meet Kenny. This is like a double win for me. This is great. (laughs) When we were
4: working on morning, morning, afternoon and
3: evening, we did a bunch of uh, recordings that became part of uh, those albums as well as demo work at uh, mad dragon studios and at Drexel university. Mm Mm-hmm. So the Philly's great. been good to us over the years, and we've actually been able to spend time being creative yeah. uh, in that city. Which
2: is, yeah. World yeah, Cafe. I'm Go ahead.
3: ahead. The question, um, the TLA
1: is actually one of my favorite venues. Yeah, TLA,
3: absolutely.
1: Um, from a size standpoint, if the room is sold out, which we've had the fortune of having that experience a few times, and then just being on stage there just feels really easy, mm-hmm. and everything's good so i love i saw the old 97s there as well so i love being there as a fan but also
0: playing there i think the venue's really great cool. its location obviously well once you guys come back i'm pretty sure we'll sell it out again
2: yeah if, all right if you if you have the accompanying tour with the new record you can bet your bottom dollar that if you do choose philadelphia as one of the destinations pardon the pun that you uh will be playing at you know sam and i'll be there we'll stop by say hello to you guys afterwards um uh, you know, as again, it's just a huge thank you uh, for coming on. Just a couple more questions and we'll let you go. Obviously, want to respect your time. Um, you know, Dave, we've heard schematic. We have the record. Um, but for the other two gentlemen, do you have any other side projects you care to talk about? Yeah, I do.
3: Go for um,
1: it. <laughs> I'm in a band called Demons. Mm-hmm. Demons USA. <laughs> There's a Swedish Demons. <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: Demons.
2: Yeah, I, I, I saw some things about Demons on the May Facebook page. Yeah, um, so that's
1: something uh, that I'm doing when I'm back in Virginia, and we've uh, done a short run with a band called Red Fang recently, mm. so play out when we can, and just released a new record called Embrace Wolf, and that came out on Spartan Records uh, earlier, just a few months ago, mm. um, so that's what I'm doing when I'm not here, uh, I spend a lot of time doing that back in Virginia, and that's a lot of fun, and it gives me some kind of, um you know, it's another part of my identity that I'm able to express, which is important, so I have a really good time doing it. Awesome. So, out, listeners thank
5: you mm-hmm. Night. <laughs> it's cool to, to see I've, i haven't seen demons live but demons
3: is uh pretty different than may someone who's a may fan might hear demons and, and be surprised like the contrast of style and um energy but it's really cool to be able to express mm-hmm. something that's so different i'm sure for zach um and you know anything that would Fall Anywhere close to the May wheelhouse would just be kind of a a
1: non-starter just because May is the best version of what I can imagine that to be. So I'd have to, you know, my approach for this was to stay as far away from, from that as, as I could out of, I don't know, both humility and respect, but also just, you know, where my other interests lie. So
2: sure. Now, well, do you have anything else you want to add anybody about music before we just do a couple quick, you know, we are a nerdy show about movies and TV and games and stuff too. I uh, just have a quick question about that. But Do you have anything else you want to add about the music stuff before we move on?
1: The Barcelona Records called Basic Man. Basic, basic. 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 Okay.
2: Well, All right, Dave, you had yeah. half of it. <laughs> you almost got it. That's good stuff. <laughs> anything else you care to share before we move on? Nothing.
4: I Nothing. I that pretty much
2: covers it awesome yeah we're very 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 much looking forward to the new record and possible accompanying tour uh, but in terms of film television are you currently watching anything um, do you have any films that stand out for you you know my f- and everybody laughs at me and I say it all the time but my three favorite films of all time are that thing you do Empire Records and The Room um, Thanks. The Room, <laughs>
0: the room. <laughs> he, okay that's just Greg that's not me he's all alone with The Room are you being all, serious?
2: all opinions are my own. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. And I, I, I saw okay. that movie 10 years ago. So before yeah. the disaster artist, before all this, and that yeah. movie struck a chord because I like in college, I studied, um, radio. I studied, um, TV movies. I was a communication major, by the yeah. way, I love communication as a song. Um, <laughs> I used to listen to it on the way to the com building and was like, <laughs> this is so ironic, but, um, studied movies studied tv and i made a short film in college um about somebody who owns a deli because my family owns one falling in love with a customer blah 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 anyway it was terrible so i i've always had an affinity for bad movies um so yes i am 100 percent sincere when i say the room is my third favorite movie of all time i love
4: love that that's so great
2: Yeah. Tommy Wiseau, who wrote that and, and did everything, and Greg Sistero, who starred um, as Mark, they just actually, yesterday, released a trailer for their new movie, Best Friends, and it's coming out March 30th. So I will be there day one. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? I mean, I'm not that much of a. I love movies, mm-hmm.
1: but not much of a. Like someone that really. Kind of gets into the um, expression of opinions based on any kind of you know prolonged knowledge, mm-hmm. um, but I do love high fidelity.
0: Great movie. Okay, can't go wrong. Movie.
1: Um, and you know I think um, Midnight in Paris, that Woody Allen movie was really. Oh, really Owen funny.
0: Wilson. That that was fantastic. Michael Sheen. Very good yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: it, that's, um, you know I just think his uh, treatment of nostalgia yep. is really. Really good, and obviously the the play on the artist and, and the um, I think it's really good. It's uh, so I enjoyed that one as well. Um,
0: no TV and, um, shows, no Game of Thrones, Walking Dead.
1: The Happy Place is one that I'm really into lately. That's really? A TV show,
0: mm-hmm. okay. Yeah.
1: With Ted Danson, yeah. War okay. to Death is one of my favorite. TV oh, shows. Oh,
0: Jason Schwartzman, awesome. Awesome show, show. That, um,
2: that needed a bigger run than it got. Well,
0: supposedly yeah. that they were the creator was working on a movie to kind of like to end the series on a good note. So we'll see if that actually comes to fruition.
1: Mm. Yeah, I heard about that too, and I'd love to see you know see that happen. I think that yeah. show is wonderful. Um, so I, I think that's and Seinfeld's always been a consistent favorite for me. I can watch that show over and over and over again. So and I still do. <laughs> and you do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's
2: funny. I I have to do my. Uh, obligatory plug for a TV show on Amazon Prime called Red Oaks. Uh, it is, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. It's a half hour each episode. There's only 26 episodes so it's ultimately bingeable in a short amount of time. It's about a so- South New Jersey kid who uh, becomes an assistant tennis pro over the summer and where life takes him and I can't I just can't give it enough kudos than I already do. It's it was I ranked it as my number one favorite new T V show of twenty eighteen. It's so good or twenty seventeen. It's so good. Please go check that out. And also Everything Sucks on Netflix is another great one.
1: Okay. I started watching that one and I'm like eighty percent on it. And obviously we don't have time to get into a big discussion on T V uh, shows. But I'm eighty percent on it right now. I think it's really kind of endearing. Yeah. Like T V uh I don't. I don't see the last twenty percent yet. But I've only watched like four episodes, so but we'll see.
2: Eighties better than zero. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, last question: Are you guys or were are are you gamers at all?
1: No, I'll step out. Of it. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. Well.
5: Yeah. Um, I I had an eight, uh, I
3: had this television that I bought at a garage sale when I was a kid that I just sold a couple of years ago. And you remember when TVs had VCRs built into the bottom of them? I still yeah. have one. <laughs> I had a, I had a television that had a Nintendo built into it. That's like
2: awesome. 80s. Wow.
3: And, uh, you know, I'm born in 1982, so when I was in elementary school, I was gaming by playing, you know, Mario Brothers and Tecmo Bowl and Double Dragon and Contra and stuff like that. but. Yep. As, as the video games got, you know, more involved, um, I became someone who would enjoy watching someone else play mm-hmm. uh, just because the graphics were so amazing and some of these storylines are so incredible. But uh, if we would, uh, when we were in our touring days on a bus, we would, uh, co- like, connect to the other... Bands, buses and have these halo uh,
2: land parties <laughs> you had That's land awesome. parties
3: yeah, and i would always be the guy who was you know just making our team lose <laughs> <laughs> i would i would prefer to just sit back and, and watch everybody
5: um you know have fun and i would sort of be in awe of the graphics but yeah. personally i'm also not a gamer and um
3: and really never have been since i guess middle school, or even elementary
2: school. Unfortunately, elementary school never left me. To my (laughs) left, I have a Super Nintendo, a GameCube, an N64, an NES, and a PS2. Uh, I Uh. And that's not even half of what I own, unfortunately. (laughs) I'm a retro retro gamer. I prefer the NES and the Super Nintendo. They're my two favorite consoles. Um, So I'm right there with you with Mario. I actually speedrun video games where I try to beat them as fast as possible. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I can beat Super Mario Brothers in five minutes and sixteen seconds. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Don't make his ego get any bigger, guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's that's my claim to fame. Is I'm one of the top 150 Mario players in the world. Is that right? <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it it is right. I I, I could vouch for him. It, it's correct. I
2: was one top 120 at one point, but I've since fallen in the rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Same again. Was it five minutes and sixteen seconds? Five minutes and sixteen seconds. It's 20 seconds off of the world record.
3: Wow. Yeah. Zach, exactly. We're uh, we're talking with one of the top you said one
2: fifty or so? One fifty, yeah. Gamers. Uh he can beat Super
3: Mario Brothers, the like the original NES Super Mario in five minutes and sixteen seconds.
0: Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even place.
3: I <laughs> we remember coming home from school when I was like in the second grade and my mom
2: was sitting Indian style in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there Mario Brothers. Yeah. I
3: beat the game, but I watched my mom beat it
2: once. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I got bought the um
1: the kind of re issue of the uh Nintendo when it came out, that little small version.
2: Yeah, the mini, yeah.
1: Yeah, and we got the uh we started playing uh, double player uh Super Mario Bros. three and heck yeah. We're
2: awful. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> yeah. My wife like and I have dabbled in little co-op SMB3. That's the that's that's second on,
3: Yeah, it's pretty early on. Are oh, you yeah. grabbing the work whistles? Because that can get you all the way to <laughs> We're
1: barely holding on to our... Our feathers you know, <laughs> <Okay.
2: they're> like, <laughs> yeah if you grab the warp whistles you can beat it in like three minutes there's a trick all to right. beat it okay. all all right. Right. i won't get into all of that guys but thank you so much for taking the time to join us today for this very special bonus episode uh with may thank you guys so much if you could hang on the line for just one moment but that has been our bonus episode we'll see you next week for episode 80
0: this won't be our last transmission